What's up, champ? How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. This place looks great. I am so glad you did this for us. Thanks, man. Yeah, I've been working on it. I just ordered some new uh, some new wallpaper for the bathroom, as a matter of fact. That's right. Sunshine Buddies for life. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. I love not having Nate around. This is great. He is such a negative Nancy. This would have never happened with Nate as champion. You know what I'm saying? Like He would have never thought this up. And even if he did, it would not be nearly as good and creative as it, what you've done with it. Couldn't agree more, champ. Uh, gentlemen, look, I don't mean to interrupt this little friendly game of grab ass you have going on, but um, I think we have a show to do. So why don't we kind of get things a moving? Thank you. Erica, you are like the funniest. I love see the little grab ass comment. That was great. Uh, you would fit in perfect with us. I, well, look, I fit in perfectly anywhere, please. I'm a chameleon, damn it. Well, welcome to the club. Would the chameleon like to become uh, the first ever One Fall Show Triple Way champion, along with Justin, the champ, and uh, myself, also the champ? I mean, I wouldn't mind adding to my growing mantle of accolades. As you all know, I am one half of the Mankind with PMS Tag Team Champions, and it is a title that I hold with pride. So why not? What's another uh, award for me and my greatness? What's up? What kind of soap is this? This smells amazing. Chuck, when did you show up? What what are you what are you doing here, man? This is a you membership guys were, only club. You guys were talking, and I I decided I would wash my hands. I just got here. I wanted to sanitize, make sure everything was fine. And man, this is this is amazing. Is that vanilla? Right, but I listen, it's expensive, is what it is. Well, right, and champions are talking here. I mean, have you even competed before? Well, no, because I mean, you guys don't want it to be unfair. I mean, we've established I know all the answers anyway, so it would just yeah. be a blowout every week. Yeah, because I wrote them, bitch. It's right. a champions, I, I, can't champions lounge. Read the room. If you were a member of this club, you would have gotten the annual soap list when you renewed your yearly membership. Oh, all right. I, I guess I'll I'll go back behind the podium and uh, just get ready for a show. Jeez. I like the new tone that's being set by the Sunshine Buddies being champions of this show. Hi, buddy. How you doing today? Doing great, champ. How you doing? Fantastic, champ. I'm very excited for this show. Great job on that coin flip, champ. Appreciate it, champ. I can't wait for you to take over, though. It's extra special because I picked it out, so he, he chose it just for me, and it was nice. You know, that's what buddies do. For me. I was originally intending to get a full-size couch, but I got a love seat instead. All right, before I drown in the stacker in here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the One Fall Show. My name is Chuck Bean. I'm your host for a show that is part wrestling conversation, part game show, and uh, this week we return to uh, the Sunshine Buddies training grounds, our uh, mutual champions, both uh, which I will introduce to you in a minute. But first of all, I want to introduce to you the person who, uh, without it, without whom this show would go off the rails so quickly, my timekeeper, my scorekeeper, uh, Miss Erica Bennis. You're just laying it on thick to make up for what you said before we went live, but I appreciate it. I, I am... Uh... 
I am easily won over by kind words. And hello, Chuck. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and you are not wrong. Also, uh, <laughs> I would like to introduce to you one half of our current champions, uh, Mr. Shawnee Constant. Hey, everybody. How you doing? The weather is starting to get cool, but the sunshine buddies continue to burn hot. That is true. And, of course, his uh, the guy who holds, I believe, the right half of our undisputed intermetaversal podcast championship, the other half of the Sunshine Buddies, Mr. Justin Valentine. Yeah, the weather's getting cool, but it's always sunny and 72 in the Champions Club here. And you know what? Sunshine Buddies keep it that way. And uh, I'd like to point out that that is not the intermetaversal murder, whatever dumb Nate thing you just said. That is, in <laughs> fact, the Sunshine Buddies triple weight championship. Okay, okay. Let me make a note so I don't get that wrong ever again. Sunshine Buddies triple weight championship um as always the one fall show consists of three rounds uh one round about raw and smackdown another about the uh wednesday night war between aew and nxt and a third round about the news and notes around the ring of everything else going on in wrestling which will be followed by a final fall each round has three questions each question is worth one point two point and three points respectively and uh because the sunshine buddies our co-champs. I don't know which one of you to start with. Can one of you guys decide who gets to start this week? Champ, please, you first. I mean, you did great last week at the end, listing off those New Japan wrestlers. I think you should just, you know, kick it off this week. Thanks, man. But you, you are always doing great work, and I just come through once in a while. So I think, by all means, you should start, Champ. Yeah, but you're on fire right now. I think the momentum right now makes sense for you to go first. Fellas, it's a it's a sixty minute time limit. I I need an answer. Erica, you get to go first. Welcome to the club, <laughs> champ. She's not she's not competing this this week. It's it's the two of you. It'd be very unfair too. I wrote everything. Erica, can you choose? We just you know like we choose your favorite. Choose my favorite. Okay, first of all, that's mean. I'm not going to pick favorites here. However. What I will pick, and this is due to Justin's suggestion and my favoritism towards New Japan. Shawnee, you did kick ass last week, aiming off all of those New Japan wrestlers. I think Shawnee should go first this week. All right. Shawnee, which, uh, which category would you like to start with this week? Let's start out with the Thunderbowl Underdump, sir. All right. The Thunderground <laughs> Underdome of uh, Raw and SmackDown. So uh, one of the weirdest things we got to see this week was the Raw Women's Championship match between Mickey James and Asuka. It came to a sudden end uh, during this week's Raw, and James has commented on the match stoppage since. What reason did she give for the match ending? I uh, decided not to watch Raw this week, so I have no idea. But I'm sure it was a fantastic match. <laughs> it was a pretty great match, but uh, the ending is what we're looking for. Let's move it over to Mr. Justin Valentine. Uh, what was Mickey James' reason uh, that she commented for the match ending this week on Raw? You know, I did not see the official explanation. They said on Raw that she just could not go or go on with the match. So I did not see her comments as to why. Uh, she said that the referee had called for the bell because he believed that she had suffered an injury. I'll let Erica decide if your uh, answer is close enough to the answer we were looking for, for a point on that one. Now, look, I don't want to set precedent uh, with. He should definitely get the point. Great answer. Great answer, champ. Look, it all comes down to me. I will be awarding. Nope. It's still a tie between the Sunshine Buddies. And I think really you guys would kind of like it that way anyway. So, yeah, at, at least we're tied. Good job, buddy. 
Good job, buddy. And I like your objectivity, Erica, even though you're officially a sunshine buddy and a member of the AAA championship, you're still wink, keeping things fair. Wink. Right down the middle. You guys don't want to, I don't know, like, I don't appreciate how I asked the question or anything. No, you Next can- question, Chuck. All right. Well, like I was saying, uh, Mickey James and Oscar ended in kind of a, a, a weird schmoz, as Sean Shawnee said. He didn't see it. I did see the the match. It was very strange from the camera angle. You couldn't tell exactly why the ref had stopped it. We've seen these kind of strange ref stoppages before, but for those of us who did see the match, what did you think of it? I thought the match overall was okay. The ending. And I don't know if they're saying this is was a real life. The referee legitimately thought she got injured or if this was like this is all storyline and that's this is the way they wanted to play it out. But it looked horrible. I mean, the positioning they were in, she did not look like she was even selling any injury or if she if they're trying to say she was legitimately hurt. She did not look hurt at all. She looked crazy confused when the match was stopped. So I, I just, it, it didn't make any sense. And what made it worse is you have Zelina Vega come out after and challenge Asuka for the title, but Mickey never officially lost. So you would rather Asuka officially beat Mickey before the next challenger comes out. So it was just strange. It, it just, I don't, again, whether it was planned or what, what was planned and what wasn't, uh, it didn't look good. It didn't make any sense. Well, I did not see the match. I did hear about that story you just discussed so i probably should have thought that answer through a little more but uh one thing i did watch this week was uh, thunder rosa being interviewed by uh, that chris van vliet character okay first off it's fantastic if you enjoy thunder rosa you should definitely watch it but uh, me going in as a full thunder rosa mark i just fell in love with her career even more and i thought it was interesting the reason i bring this all up is she did shout out and give the rub to Mickey James for being what she believes to be an absolutely incredible worker and uh, a bit of a role model. So uh, I'm going to watch Mickey James through a different lens going forward. Yeah. It feels like they just did one of their uh, WWE timeline uh, specials on the network about the Mickey James, Trish Stratus feud, which I think we discussed briefly last week. It feels like they're almost setting Mickey James up maybe for a hall of fame nom- nomination coming up with this year's WrestleMania or something like that. But, uh, it is interesting to see the focus on her with her returning after being gone for so long. Well, whatever they are building, they're not doing it well because she hasn't looked good, not her, but the writing for her hasn't sure. looked good since she's been back losses the ugly rivalry because Lana and Natalia just aren't entertaining to me. And then this mess up of a match, you know, for a title match, I'd rather see her lose clean than whatever the hell that was. I did like the narrative, the spin on the situation that Mickey James is so good at selling that, uh, the match was called, which demonstrates that while the match wasn't great, she is like at the peak of the game. That's a pretty fun little way to, to dissect that. All right. Well, let's move on to our second question here in the uh, Thunder Thunderground Underdome here on Raw. After stare down on Raw Underground this week, which two big men are going to face off next week? You get one point each for each of these names. Uh, Justin, you're in control. Uh, Braun Strowman and uh, is it is it Dabakato? Is that how you say it? That is correct. For one point each. So two points for Justin on the board for that. How do we feel about this matchup? Uh, I, it was very weird to see Braun Strowman show up on raw when they've been trying to keep Raw and SmackDown separate. And then to watch him just 
annihilate anybody that came up against him during Raw Underground. How are we feeling about a month into Raw Underground at this point? I like the concept of them, you know, spicing it up each week. There's always someone new coming in um, or something like it. I like overall Braun Strowman and the vibe that he's had since the swap match with uh, Bray Wyatt a couple months ago. Um, I think his vibe makes sense for Raw Underground, but what doesn't make sense is what you just mentioned. Why is he on Raw? Like randomly, you know, we have Cesaro and Shinsuke showing up on Raw, um, you know, and all of a sudden Braun just showing up on Raw and there's no explanation as to why he's there. He's just walking in the Raw Underground as if he's already on the show. That didn't make any sense, but it didn't take away, at least for me, the fact that I like Braun Strowman in uh, Raw Underground. Yeah, I mean, I think it has some potential, but uh, un- just like the raw underground concept across the board, it it's still wavering in this. Well, I guess it's got potential. That should not be the case after whatever four to six weeks that it's been. We should have a strong feeling that this is an awesome thing if it was working by now. But, you know, a lot of the uh, the dirt sheet kind of stuff has suggested that when Vince McMahon's doing his last minute rewrites on raw, uh, underground is what suffers the most cuts. Uh, if that's the case, then just get rid of the damn thing because I really, it's really like the high points are very high, the low points are very low. And I think that no matter what your expectations of the thing were, there's a pretty good chance you're feeling that way about it. And that's how erratically mismanaged it's been. I think it's for sure that whenever crowds return, whenever that may be. Raw Underground will go away. I think this is a pandemic, no crowds segment only, and it'll live for however long there's no live audience, sold out audience in the stadium. I think it would make a great network only show. And then if you wanted to put high points into Raw, um, you know, more power to you. It feels weird to me that uh, Raw Underground is supposed to be so much more savage and and brutal than the regular wrestling because then it makes anything that happens in the regular ring feel a little bit less important because well it didn't happen in raw underground so it's obviously not going to be as brutal as what you see there it's the faker of the two fake fightings right well and what's weird to me is i don't see much of a difference between what happens in the actual ring and what happens in the underground ring sure there's, yeah. there's a few more punches thrown it's more of a a fight style street fight style feel but overall the finishes and everything like that is very similar to what you see in a normal match anyway which again makes another reason as to why this is just going to go away whenever you know whenever they see fit all right well justin's got uh got two points and uh if i'm remembering correctly shawnee still have, has yet to get a question correct but it's early game early game. that's all right buddy you got this it's early it's early We've got uh, our three-point question in the Raw and SmackDown category. Once again, for Justin, SmackDown main evented this week with a Samoan street fight between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso versus Sheamus and Baron Corbin, or King Corbin. Clearly, things bubbling up between Reigns and Uso, but how did they close out their win this week? Uh, they had, uh, what was it, Roman with the spear and Jey Uso with the splash, but it almost hit Roman. Roman had to, like, back out of the way of it. Yep. And then once the match was over, uh, what was what were their shenanigans? I mean, Jay Uso was all excited. Roman kind of gave him a hug, and then uh, Jay walked out of the ring. Was like, you know, follow me, kind of vibe. And Roman's went from a smile to like a mean stare with Paul Heyman standing next to him. 
I don't know which part was the answer, but <laughs> the hug was what I was looking for. But uh, we're we're what seven days out from getting to see Reigns versus Uso. I think we can all feel that uh, if there's going to be a ter- a heel turn between the two, it's going to happen this week on SmackDown. How's everybody feeling about this match? going into next week i mean i would always look at roman as a heel uh you know that's his family so just because he's you know partnering with his family doesn't make him not a heel i would say he's already a heel just by putting himself with paul Heyman. but uh i love i i mean we've said it before i love this story um it was definitely unexpected definitely not when anyone would have predicted once roman became champion or even when he you know got with paul Heyman. I think it's a great way to use Jay Uso while uh, Jimmy Uso is hurt again, um, at least with one of the Usos. Um, you know, so I, I overall, everything about it, I love a lot. And I can't wait for the match because I've said it before. These two can put on great matches individually and for Uso in the tag team division. So I think they can put on a damn good match at Clash as long as the writers allow them to. Uh, who here, and this is sort of an around the table kind of question, but is anyone concerned that we're going to see just like a 30 second squash of Jay Uso? And do you care if that's how this rolls? Because you know, his, he does have the heck everything in scoot mantra now and Paul Heyman. So he's got that, that Bork Hamner thing going. Well, and that's exactly what I mean by if the writers allow them to, because yes, I do have that because of the wreck everyone and leave. Um, I have that worry, but he was in a you know good back and forth during the street fight, so it's not like he's not taking any bumps at all. I feel like if that would if that ends up being the match, there's going to be just a torrent of just negative comments from fans on Twitter and everything because I, I think, yeah, okay, I understand what Roman's gimmick is now, but like you still want to see a fight. You still want to see something. It is a pay-per-view. It shouldn't be a complete blowout like that. Someone tell Goldberg and Brock Lesnar that. Oh, man, Goldberg over sweet baby Kevin Owens is one of my most infuriating moments as a contemporary fan of WWE. I hate that match so much. I hate everything about uh, Goldberg as a result of that match. Infuriating. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like that, that was one of those where like I was shocked, but then just furious. And unfortunately, now that you've brought it up, I can kind of see it going that way. Cause isn't that essentially the kind of thing Vince McMahon would look for is like, Oh man, the internet is going to hate this and just cackling watching Twitter explode. Yeah. He can force uh, people to get the story that he's been trying to force to them for several years, but without actually having them boo, like without having to actually hear them soil his grand story, which uh, is super weird when you think about it. Cause his grand story has so much PP in it. I remember I read in one of the dirt sheets earlier this week that the reason they attached Paul Heyman to Roman Reigns was because they weren't sure fans would boo Roman Reigns when he came back. And I'm like, if you could count on wrestling fans for almost anything, it's that they'll boo Roman Reigns. Yeah, you know, I think they want people to boo, at least in their heads. They're booing him because we want him them to, not because they want to. And that's the thought. I mean, I love giving uh, Paul ha- Paul Heyman a Roman because of that. Uh, because I hated that he ever got booed, to be honest with you. And now embrace it. We've been saying that for a minute, so... 
as a side note, can we please, uh, when we start finally start making one fall show merch, get a T-shirt that says "Heck Everything" and Scoot? Yes, because that's amazing. Yes. All right, at the end of round one, Erica, what do the points look like? Uh, at the end of round one, we have Justin with five points. Shawnee yet to get on the board, but once again, still very early. Anything can happen. You got this, buddy. If you need any help, just message me. I got you. Nice. I don't. I don't. I don't know that that's. Uh, that's probably against the rules. If you guys are texting each other answers, I don't. Yeah, like you understand the rules. What's the next question? Well, you've got the next round, Shawnee. Uh, you can pick between the Wednesday Night War and the news and notes around the ring. Where would you like to go? Oh, let's try the Wednesday Night War. I watched half of it. Okay. So uh, how about NXT? Let's start talking about NXT. Uh, Damian Priest with his first successful title defense for the North American Championship this week in the main event. Who did he beat? Damian Priest has all the charisma of 2017 Roman Reigns combined with 2017 Baron Corbin. While not the answer I'm looking for, not incorrect. I would like to award one point for that answer because it's true and clever. What do you think, Chuck? I'm on board. I I defer to you because at the end of the day, I think you are the final call when it comes to this kind of thing. Well, I do know clever, and that was clever. One point for Sean, but but Justin, you get a chance to answer the question for one point as well. Love that answer, champ. Great job. So charismatic. That's what I love about my partner. Um, Timothy Thatcher is the answer to the question, Chuck. Yes. Yes, it is. Damien Priest uh, taking down Timothy Thatcher. Uh, Looking over the questions, I don't see uh, anything else about NXT, so I'm going to take this opportunity for us to uh, really dig into this week's NXT. And the thing that I personally wanted to dig into, what was my match of the week? was the match that started NXT, and that was Shotzi Blackheart and Io Shirai. That match was silky smooth, and uh, I, over the last couple of weeks, have become a bigger and bigger Shotzi Blackheart fan, and this match just cemented it for me. Was there anything out of NXT that you guys saw that you wanted to bring up? Uh, You know what? That is exactly what stuck out to me as well. I've been a Shotzi Blackheart fan for a while. Every time she was there to me, She's got the personality. She's and and she can do it in the ring. She can have a damn good match, which she proved this week with the champion. And that's what I love about NXT and where they're at, especially their women's division. They do they they do it so well. Where even and we we complain about it at the WWE level, but at NXT, they even if they're not champions, you know they're stars in the women's division outside of the actual champion and the WWE women's division, the focus is only on the people holding the gold, but in NXT, that's why they look so deep. It isn't the number of uh, girls that they have down there. It's more how many already look like superstars without even being a champion yet. When they get equal time, uh, the stars really, really shine. And she's just, she's in that position where she's enthusiastic and is coming out of that young and hungry phase into this new professional phase. And we get to see it on social media where she's a joy. You can really experience it when you just watch how she presents her character on screen. Shotzi Blackheart is the truth. Love Shotzi. All right, moving on over to uh, AEW. Lance Archer and John Moxley pick their partners for next week's six-man tag team match. And while Lance Archer has Ricky Starks and Brian Cage backing him up, who did John Moxley pick for his tag team partners for this coming Wednesday? Okay. Um, Darby Allen, 
I like turtles, Chuck. <laughs> that, that's no, that's where it comes from. Um, damn it, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. Can I get is his last name Hobbs? I'm forgetting his full name. Damn it, it's killing me that I his full name is. I can picture him. It's something Hobbs. I feel like you got five. Um, I'm gonna throw out Will Hobbs. That's it. That was a correct answer. Mr. Will Hobbs and Darby Allen going to be backing up. Um, Great job. Excuse me, sir. Great job, champ. Great job. Thank you, sir. I could not do it without your support. I am unfamiliar with Mr. Will Hobbs. Uh, Are one of you guys more familiar? You can fill me in on uh, his career and what to expect out (laughs) of him. Clearly, I'm not, so I'm not going to be the one to answer that one. No, I'm not sure either, but I love how Mox put him over. If he doesn't have credentials, then he sure feels like he does. Uh, and that's a great promo from an excellent professional wrestler in John Moxley. But uh, I assume that they're not going to put someone in that spotlight who doesn't have some kind of accolades. And I'm looking for rather than looking it up now, I'm looking forward to seeing how AEW unveils him. And then maybe three months down the line, it'll be fun to see what his actual story is leading up to this point. Yeah, he looks like an athlete. You know, I, I'm looking forward to see him, you know, in a main event type match. Uh, clearly again, like Shawnee just said, AEW knows or saw something about him that, you know, okay, he belongs to be in the world title picture somehow, even if he's just, you know, Moxley's backup, you know, that's still saying something. All right. Well, uh, apparently we will all be surprised by whether or not we really enjoy Will Hobbs in AEW. Let's move on to our third question about the main event in, uh, AEW dynamite this week, the feud between best friends and the Proud and Powerful, which I did not even know that Santana and Ortiz had a tag team name. I thought it was just Santana and Ortiz. Uh, it seemed to come to an end this week in a parking lot brawl. The best friends came out on top. However, Trent's mom, Sue, got the last word in the feud when she did what as Dynamite came to the close? Gave them the middle finger. That's right. Sue uh, driving them home, probably getting that back seat very bloody uh, from Trent's back and uh, the flipping off Proud and Powerful on the way out the door. How do we feel about this? I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit on Friday when I saw that we were going to have a Samoan street fight on SmackDown when two days earlier I had just seen this amazing parking lot brawl. How did we feel about the end of AEW Dynamite this week? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. This, you know, best friends, and I did not know Santana and Ortiz had a, a name either. Um, I haven't been crazy about this rivalry. I'm, you know, and when they announced that they were having this parking lot brawl, first thing that went through my head is, I'm sick of seeing these guys in the ring together. Like it's over and over again in my mind, but it was fantastic. All of those opinions I had or thoughts on it out the freaking window. Cause from the start of the match, I was crazy entertained. Mick Foley was crazy entertained, which is always saying something when it's a hardcore or street fight. So uh, I thought the match was executed. Great. You know, the, the stunts and the moments and all that. And then, uh, the ending with the middle finger was awesome. Everything about it was great. So I was a huge fan of that. And I did not put the connection together of the uh, parking lot brawl and then a Samoan street fight. But of course they did. Isn't it fun when Mick Foley puts someone over? Because like he's always so positive about everything. So when he name drops something, it really feels like it means something. Like He's like the original Sunshine Buddy. You know, shout out to Mick Foley. I would have to agree with that. Obviously, Mick Foley is, is, he's like, there's two types of wrestling alumni, in my humble opinion. There are guys who are clearly 
over the business. And then there are guys who are clearly still in love with the business. And whenever you see Mick Foley tweet about anything, he clearly still loves this shit without fail. And whenever he kind of puts his stamp of approval on anything, you know, he means it. It's it's he's not just blowing smoke. So the fact that he took to Twitter and said what he said. I, I mean, the guys in the match have to feel amazing about that. AEW as a whole has to feel amazing about that. I love this match. I love the fact that they brought back Sue to kind of close out the feud. It was just an enjoyable watch. It was fun. Wrestling should be fun to watch. And if you're not having fun, then what's the goddamn point of it all? Fun fact, um, and I, you know, obviously I'm the only person that uh, watches BTE here, or at least regularly watches BTE here, but I think it was last week's episode, or either way, w- one of the recent episodes opened with uh, Eddie Kingston cutting a promo on a cookie, and the cookie was actually baked by Sue. Like, Sue brought cookies for all of the wrestlers when she came to visit, which I think is the most adorable goddamn thing ever. Um, And also, it was a really good promo on a cookie. Eddie Kingston's awesome. So, I think that opens that episode of the BTE. So even if someone doesn't want to watch it in its entirety, it's it's worth worth checking out. That's for sure. Uh, Let's talk about a couple of things in this episode. First off... um, from a certain perspective, I think there should be no greater compliment to some guys trying to get over than leading into this blow off. I wasn't into him at all. And now my eyes have been opened, right? Like that's sort of how fame is built where you're just like, eh, I know you're on my radar, but you're just not getting over to holy crap. Why wasn't I paying attention to this before? And that match absolutely felt like that. I mean, that was a great, great out-of-the-box, hardcore match. And uh, I think that show overall, though, I mean, it was an excellent, excellent show. Do you, anyone have any other favorites from that episode? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to throw out there with uh, Kingston. Uh, sorry, Erica, you ruined him for me <laughs> about a few weeks ago with your comment. Um, <laughs> your comment, but your uh, what the, the post that you shared about him. And, and every time I see him, I'm just like, thinking of Erica and I'm just like thinking of what you said and he's great. He's great on the mic. Uh, but yeah, he's, that's just anything. That's everything that goes through my mind. You just, it's just, it's just painted in my brain. She said that, uh, it looks like he eats great pussy, Chuck. Well, <laughs> and I don't think how that ruins him for anybody. I think of anything Not, that makes him, much ruin more him. I won't say ruin him, but when you're talking about like, uh, trying to focus on wrestling and how great of a promo it was or this, that, or whatever. That visual is just there now. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> he is a ladies man. Okay. To begin with, that was, I was simply relaying a tweet that I saw. Those weren't my thoughts and opinions. Um, however, upon further review, I did concur with the tweet. Um, and we shouldn't be distracted by this. We should be respectful of this man's skills, both in the ring and out of the ring. Yeah, no, major respect if that's exactly what he what he is. But when it's, we're trying to focus on wrestling or promos or matches, and that's just in my brain, I'm just like, well, that's it. That's what's in my brain. Thank goodness they don't have intergender matches, buddy. 
your mind would be blown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Erica, uh, where are we at at the end of two rounds here? Well, after Eddie Kingston appreciation moment number, you know, infinity, because I feel like that's always going to come up in future episodes now. Yeah, that's fine. As far as I'm concerned, as the gatekeeper of the Twitter account, uh, this show is uh, full on marks for both Thunder Rosa and Eddie Kingston. 100%. Um, We'll literally have to have a council uh, decide if we want to remove either of those designations at this point. Precedence has been set. I, I would concur. Uh, but anywho, after two rounds, Justin still with the stagger. And Farmer Burns. I mean, that goes without saying. We don't even need to say that. Uh, but anywho, Justin with the staggering lead of 11 points to Shawnee's one. Still, anything can happen because Final Fall is is another one of the prices Right questions, you guys. So who knows? Is it a New Japan Price is Right question? It is not. All right, but you, is- you guys sucked all the New Japan knowledge that I ever had out of me <laughs> last week. You're not getting any more. I mean, I, I am partially to blame for that New Japan question. I did, in fact, write it. However, I did give Chuck two options for Final Fall. So I think both he and I have to take half the blame for that. So no, I'm okay with Chuck taking all the blame, buddy. Don't worry about it. Come on. I'll, I'll take yeah. some of it. Fuck that guy. Aw. I love you, Chuck. <sighs> At least somebody does. Thanks. All right. Let's uh, move on to the third round. Shawnee, uh, here's your opportunity to try and make yourself a comeback. You got this, buddy. Thanks, champ. Okay. So two people that we absolutely love are Gallows and Anderson, and they announced the Talking Shop of Mania 2 has officially been booked for November 13th. It's going to be main evented by Sex Ferguson versus Chad Too Bad in a match that is taking a shot at a recent gimmick match somebody else has done in the WWE. What type of match are they going to be having? I don't know the proper verbiage, but isn't this essentially a nut versus a nut match, Chuck? It is. It's going to be a ball for a ball match uh, between Sex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad. I know some of us uh, actually checked out the first talking shop of mania. What do you think? Are you, did the first one sell you enough that you are excited for a second one? Okay. So let me tell you um, earlier this week, uh, the big LG and some of his cronies from the podcast had an online auction on YouTube and I got home from work and turned it on and there was like 30 people in this auction room and they're just like, Carney selling t-shirts and autograph photos and getting drunker and drunker. And at no point was there more than like 50 people in this auction room. And most of the stuff that had any interest at all was like ring worn stuff, which I, I don't care about at all. But uncle Alan's arm was available autographed autographed by both of them wearing the, uh, the phenomenal glove still. and uh so i'm bidding on this thing because i want it for the studio really bad and uh this one person's bidding against me and we get up to 150 dollars, and i'm like all right you know what bro you can have it and uh it turns out that that person was just fake bidding against me had no intention of buying it so they throw it back on the market and they're like 140 bucks and i'm like i will honor my original 150 but they're not hearing me uh, or whatever. They're not reading it. And so I'm just getting more and more stoned and thinking about like the pros and cons of owning this piece of memorabilia. And, uh, 
I watched this for like literally two hours and they, they're just getting drunker and drunker and selling autographed hats and t-shirts basically. And, uh, so they never noticed. So then I'm like, after a, an interval of time, I once again reiterate that I would like to honor my $150 bid and they don't really, and they literally, so for an hour they get drunker and drunker, but I'm super invested now in this process much more than the arm itself. And ultimately they put it on bid for a third time. And this time I go all the way to 250. Oh my and God. Every time I'm bidding at first, he's reading the dude. I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. He's a staple over there. Um, but I can't think of his name. And, uh, uh, he's saying the one fall show. So I'm like, okay, just bidding has an investment potential. So I'm going to keep bidding. Well, at some point, I don't think he was drinking, but at some point he starts calling us the one man show. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not getting the value out of these bids. Cause you're saying the words wrong. And eventually that fucking arm sold for like $400. Uh, a second person bid it up and uh, didn't make good on it. And then uh, I don't remember if a third person did or not in terms of the drama building of the whole thing, but eventually the price went to 400 and someone paid for it. And uh, I didn't fight my case. And at no point really did I fight my case. Cause again, I was invested more in watching this carny bullshit that I was the actual arm. However, now that I don't have the arm, I really wish I had the arm. <laughs> that was a roller coaster. Thank you so much for sharing. I would like to award Shawnee an additional three points for that story and the effort that he put forth in trying to buy Uncle Alan's arm. Um, that, oh, goodness. I Here's the thing. I, I did not know that there was an auction happening. I'm not saying I have an ass load of money in my coffers. However, if something dumb comes up for sale again, like shoot me a quick message. Be like, Hey, I'm thinking about buying this. Can you, can you shoot me 50 bucks? I, I damn, I kind of <laughs> wish we had uncle Alan's arm. <laughs> you, you, as I sit here now, it just occurs to me how good uncle Alan's arm would go with John Cena's head in my studio. That's true. And I should have fought for that 150 right from the start. <laughs> well, um, that doesn't answer my initial question, but boy, oh boy, like I said, what a roller coaster. And oh, what was the question, Chuck? Whether or not Talking Shopamania is on your radar for November 13th. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, depending, I'm sure it's probably going to be this, like the same $14.99 as it was. Um, and it, it's. Oh, just, I wouldn't it, be so sure. Those really? carnies might bump in straight to 20. I don't trust <laughs> them after that fucking auction. <laughs> I mean, they they might. I mean, even twenty bucks. Like, okay, cool. My husband and I will split it, uh, ten bucks each. I think that's that's okay. Um, I I'll, I we will probably buy it again because it's just so goddamn stupid. And if you weren't before, Shawnee's gonna sell you with that story to make sure you do. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's all I'll be able to think of when I look at Gels and Anderson on Impact Wrestling anymore. I'm gonna tell those carnies straight up. I watch a pirate feed. Fuck you, carnies. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's move on to our second question. This one about the release of WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which came out this uh, past Friday. And immediately, some fans noticed that in the Royal Rumble tutorial screen, a very familiar and recognizable silhouette of some non-WWE wrestler was in there. 
Who was it? That would be Tessa Blanchard, Chuck. Yes, it was. And uh, I saw this morning that they've already patched the game and removed the Tessa Blanchard art from uh, that. But what kind of, speaking of balls, what kind of balls to take the silhouette of a non-WWE wrestler from a non-WWE event and use it for the art in this game? Yeah, WWE video game rollouts have been going real smooth. Yeah, it's it's not been pretty the last couple of years. I'll tell you what, though. The one thing I can sell about this game, which, quick plug, we talked about on Nerd Radio this week. Download uh, wherever you want at nerdradio101.com. Uh, is that, A, the game is $40 instead of the regular 60 That's usually a good sign. Yeah. And, B, the um, downloadable content that they're rolling out the additional 60 wrestlers that are going to be part of the game are not something you have to spend money on. You can actually grind in game to achieve those wrestlers. And that's kind of fascinating. Interesting. I, I feel like there's not much that they can do to turn many people onto their video games after the last couple of years, especially after the way this one looks. So Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely for a uh, an audience that I don't think is very many of us. However, if you do enjoy the uh, the WWE video games to any degree, make sure you check out the One Fall Show YouTube page where myself and Mr. Nate Bender are doing a fantasy league with WWE 2K19. Wait, wait, wait. You and who? Uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Nate Bender. You you remember Nate? Is it, wait is it, does he is he a friend of yours? I mean, you know, we we've uh, as much as any of you are my friends. You're not uh, a doorman by any chance, are you, Chuck? No, no. While I do have three jobs, uh, none of them are being a doorman. Let's move on. The third and final question in our Around the Ring segment, also going to Sean, he takes us all the way back to New Japan Pro Wrestling, the G1 Climax Tournament kicking off this week. I know Erica tweeted last night that she was watching a whole bunch of it, and the first night of action did not disappoint in a match between Kazuchi Okada Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika. <sighs> Say it, Erica. Go ahead. Well, first of all, Ch- Chuck, you you know goddamn well how to say his name by now. Now you're just being offensive and insulting to all wrestling fans everywhere. Say it right. Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika. Kazuchika. Okada. It almost sounds Italian, Kazuchka. Okay. Well, if hey, if that's how you're you're able to remember how to pronounce his name, great. Kazuchka was my favorite member of the Adams family. The great Paisan, Kazuchka Okada. Uh he he fought Kota Obushi and who came out on top in that match? Everybody who loves good professional wrestling, Chuck. Go ahead, Erica. I know you're gonna give him a point for that one. I know you are. Well, here's the thing. I don't I don't want to stack the deck. I already gave him three extra points for that Uncle Alan story, even though Dick Togo. <laughs> it's incorrect. <laughs> Absolutely incorrect. Justin, you've got a 50-50 shot on this one because as you said before, we've completely exhausted your New Japan knowledge. Who won between Ibushi and Okada? Ibushi. That's correct. Kota Ibushi. Oh, yes, I love Kota Ibushi. <laughs> love him so much we could not remember his name yesterday or last week 
I can't remember what day it is. You can't remember Kota Ibushi. No one can remember anything on the One Fall Show. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, Erica, give us the give us the four one one on what the what the G one tournament's been like so far. Uh, I figured, like, as soon as we answer this question, I'm like, okay, this is my turn to talk now, right? It is. New Japan. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. So far, it, there's been two nights of action. I have not had a chance to watch night two yet because I was busy writing questions for this jazz and uh, eating. I'll I'll just be honest. I'm like, I I've, I've been very uh, like hangry. The weather's getting colder because we're very we're very hangry in this household as well. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I watched night one last night. It did not disappoint uh, anybody who wants. I I mean, pretty much every match was was awesome. Every single A block match was great. Suzuki versus Tomohiro Ishii, awesome. If you just like to see two middle aged men just just slap the shit out of each other. Fantastic. I was surprised that uh, Ibushi went over Okada. I I have no idea what that could mean further down the line. Uh, Last year's G1 was won by Ibushi. Uh, He did not uh, end up winning the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom. This could be Ibushi's year. He has yet to capture that title. He's the most beautiful boy in the world. And what I noticed last night and uh, this, hey, if I ruined Eddie Kingston for you, uh, Justin, I'm about to ruin Kota Bushi for you. Um, next time you see him wrestle, uh, he has what I would have to say, one of the best badunkadunks in wrestling. That is a, that is a, he's got a big ass. Like it's, it's, it's mesmerizing almost. Okay. I'd like to, uh, to say something tangential real quick um, before we get back to New Japan, but I don't know if this is something that's been going on for a long time, but for the first time uh, I saw Cesaro referred to as Big Dick Tony, and uh, I'm going to need some confirmation on that. Oh, Antonio Cesaro makes no, sense. I've, I've heard, I, I can't remember who I heard call him that, but... Um... But that's what we kind of call him around the house, too. My husband and I were like, oh, Big Dick Tony's on the TV. Um, I don't remember who said it. I wish I did because it's a great nickname. I will say, though, I wouldn't say that comment ruins I, like ruins anybody for me now, like talking about their ass or anything. I feel like with Kingston, it's because it's his face, which is always on the damn screen, especially because his big thing is his promos. So they just like zoom in right on his face. I'm like, yep, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There's the moneymaker. <laughs> I'm interested to see if after you watch a really good Kota Ibushi match, you don't agree that it's problematic because you're just always seeing his ass on the screen. He, <laughs> he's fucking good, man. He's uh, amazing. He's such a good professional wrestler and such a handsome fellow. He is like really like Finn Balor had that sort of designation five years ago. And as the kids on the internet would say, he's got the cake. I wish you wouldn't have said that, Chuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At the end of three rounds, Erica, where do we stand on points? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still wish you would have said that, Chuck. <laughs> it's just perfect. Oh, my God. This off rails. This this episode has been so much fun, you guys. I'm having a blast. Uh, but uh, Justin. Uh, still in the lead with 14 points. Shawnee, not that far behind with seven going into the final fall. Anyone can win this still. This is very exciting. Great job, champ. Are, are you done? I didn't want to interrupt you guys back and forth here. 
Sure seems I'm, like you I'm, like I'm, to interrupt I'm still us. Trying to get over. It. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't get over Chuck ruining another segment. <laughs> All right. Well, our final segment is the final fall with a 10 point question. And as Erica alluded to earlier, it is under prices, right rules, which means you need to get as close to the number as possible without going over this week. AEW and NXT return to their ratings war with both shows airing on Wednesday night without going over. What was the combined total viewership of NXT and AEW this week, which actually was more than uh, Monday Night Raw, if I remember correctly. You guys uh, can text that to me in the Discord chat while they're doing that. Uh, uh, actually, I don't want to take away from uh, Shawnee thinking about this, but I did want to bring up the fact that as high as I was on the Shotzi Blackheart and um, Io Shirai match on NXT this week. I'm also uh, high, Chuck. Sure. Uh, the Thunder Rosa match against Ivelisse this week, uh, I felt was kind of unfortunate, and I don't think it was Thunder Rosa's fault. Um, I, I think there was a lack of chemistry in that particular match, but it's the kind of thing that I hope to see. Thunder Rosa is new to me, and I know Shawnee is a huge fan, and and of course, most of us here at the One Fall Show are big fans, but I'm hopeful that I will see further matches of Thunder Rosa's that will impress me, because this one, not great. Um, if I may, Chuck, while our the Sunshine Buddies are writing down their answers and sending them to you, uh, supposedly, and this is just all hearsay in in reports, but uh, apparently Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse had some sort of uh, thing happen backstage, and some of the, uh, you know, if, if there was kind of some oddness happening during that match, allegedly there was some, uh, some shoot hitting going on. Uh. Um, so... I don't know if there's any truth to that. Once again, these are this is all just reports. Who's to say? Uh, but like Thunder Rose is a star. And anybody who can't see that needs to have their eyes checked. Um, I will like it's been fascinating to see, you know, since um so many indie promotions have been shut down during the pandemic, um, the NWA being one of them, a lot of talent. Uh, from the NWA has kind of migrated to AEW for bookings, etc. Um, obviously, Thunder Rosa is one of them. Don't mean to bring him up again, but Eddie Kingston is right. another. Uh, you have Ricky Starks. Um, the the latter two are now all elite guys. You know, it, it's it's been fascinating to see how the NWA has become kind of like a, a new version of Evolve to where like people are springboarding from them to other promotions. I mean, once again, that might be due to the pandemic. Um, but I mean, any, anytime you can see new talent, good talent, get a shot on television is always great. And that's the, that's the thing is I've heard so much about how good Thunder Rosa is that while I'm watching that match and the communication is just off and some of the spots are just clumsy. I'm pre predisposed to think like, well, this couldn't possibly be her fault because I've heard she's amazing. There must be something happening. So it's interesting to hear that there's a little bit of rumblings that maybe there was a miscommunication between the two, or maybe they just did not like working together. I mean, got, it's it's a it's great building material for a future match if they work together again. And yeah. if they don't, we'll kind of know that it just wasn't meant to be. I've got uh, I've got an answer from Justin. Uh, Shawnee, are you typing one up for me? Oh, I thought I sent it. I really did. Um, oh, I'm sorry. 
My answer was 1.7 million. So just work it into the end and I'll edit this out. Okay. Hmm. Well, uh, with our, our 10 point question, we're actually staring at a tie because both of the sunshine buddies have guessed the exact same thing. Um, and they're both wrong. Uh, they both guessed 1.7 million. Whereas the answer is 1,575,000. Great answer champ. Great answer. Uh, you know, great minds think alike, even if it's not necessarily correctly, uh, you know, we just, you know, shot for the stars because, you know, why not? I think that the lesson today is that uh, the Sunshine Buddies know what's going on, Chuck. Thanks for playing, everybody. Well, uh, we can't we can't award either of you the 10 points for the final fall. So I guess the point totals stand at what they were at the end of three rounds. You know what? Chuck- but, you know, time out, though. I think we're both winners because, I mean, that was such a great answer. Just let's just call it a tie. Why not? Chuck, I think that 1.7 million uh, points versus 1.7 million points might be a new one fall show record. Congrats, champ. Yeah, great job, champ. I mean, you know, this is why we're champs. Has Nate ever scored 1.7 million points, Chuck? I doubt it. I guess he can ask them next time he's playing video games with them. Well, things just got tense real quick. I think this might be a sign to wrap it up, Chuck. I don't know about you. I find it extremely suspicious that you both guessed the exact same question. But you know what? Well, we'll uh, wrap up this week's show with our uh, 60 seconds each, starting with you, Mr. Justin Valentine. What would you like to tell the people before we head on out today? Uh, Great job, buddy. Uh, Again, great answer. Great game. Setting the record, 1.7 million. Couldn't do it without each other. Uh, two things during the week that I, you know, noticed during uh, WWE television, because uh, you know that's my top watching. Uh, number one, going to complain yet again that we are uh, waiting on Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt to appear together, and uh, Bray Wyatt just wasn't even on the show this week, so that's fantastic. Uh, the other thing is, man, they have way too many people in Retribution. Like, it, it's one thing that we have to wait forever to find out either who they are or why they, why they're there. But man, they got way too many people to do any, like I'm thinking like a survivor series match or it's just too much, way too much. So those are my two thoughts. I, uh, one of the rumor mill kind of items that's been going around this week is that Kevin Owens is upset by his booking in WWE. And, um, I, you know, have no, I, I honestly have no idea, nor do I particularly care whether or not that's actually true. Uh, my thought on it, though, is that there is nothing that I would love to see more than for Kevin Owens to get over as a babyface in front of live audiences. So the fact that he's being muted right now, whether he gives a rat's ass behind the scenes or not, I think is totally fine because I want to. F- I feel like he could have a meteoric rise if they start giving him the push right whenever we're able to start getting live audiences back into the building. And that's something that I think is worth waiting for. Now I might be putting all my eggs in one basket and that day may never come, but uh, I'm kind of cool with Kevin Owens not being pushed to the main event right now because I want to see that rise. All right. And Erica, did you have anything you wanted to add before we head on out today? 
Uh, yeah, briefly, and this could this will probably come to the shock of no one, as the designated New Japan mark of this show. Um, now would be a great time if you aren't subscribed to New Japan World to do so. Starting like get, introducing yourself to the world of New Japan uh, during the G One is how I pretty much fell in love with the promotion. You really get to know, you know, just the different styles of 20 of the top wrestlers in the promotion. You get, you know, introduced to a number of different feuds, interactions. It is, if you, there's been many complaints from some people, some people who aren't uh, currently on this episode right now, that when I tune into the wrestling, I would like to see wrestling. That's what you get with New Japan. And if you, if you're on the fence on like, I don't know if I should check these, you know, this promotion out now, do it. During the G1 is the perfect time to do so. Dive in. It'll be fun. You have my word on it. How frequently do the events occur and how long are they? Like how long is each given uh, G1 night? It depends. Um, I know I, I want to say off the top of my head that each G1 match has like a 30 minute time limit. I think it rarely goes 30 minutes. It all depends. Uh, usually like, or at least in the past when they had more of an undercard available, because obviously they don't have all of their roster at, you know, at the ready uh, due to the pandemic and people not being able to fly in, et cetera, et cetera. So like those shows could easily go like three, four hours each time. Like, look, I'm the G one is, an endurance match. It is not a sprint. It is very much a marathon. But if you love wrestling, if you love just pure athletic showmanship, um, subtle storytelling, it's it's such a great watch. Like I said, I fell in love with New Japan when I when I first watched my uh, first G One. That's when I'm like, these are my guys. This is it. This is my shit. So I highly recommend if you want to look into new Japan. Now is the perfect time to do so. All right, let's go around the table uh, in reverse order and uh, give out our social media. Erica, where can people find you online? By the way, I'm sorry. I went, I very much went over my 60 seconds and I apologize for abusing my time, but I thank you all for letting me have it. Uh, if you want to hear more things from me, probably about the G1, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Bannis. What about you, Shawnee? Hey, don't worry about the clock champ. Chuck doesn't know how to read one. Uh, you can find me manning the one fall show Twitter page, and you can find me on Instagram, uh, updating the old, uh, champions club on Instagram at Shawnee.constant. <laughs> Justin, where can people find you online? Uh, on social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk and JV sports talk.com. And I have been your completely unappreciated host, Mr. Chuck Bean, who you can find on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash C-H-Z-U-C-K, playing rock band on Sunday afternoons. And, of course, as part of the Nerd Radio podcast at nerdradio101.com and the Talk Order Me podcast, whenever we can uh, get back to doing those with Mr. Shawnee. Thanks again for uh, everybody for listening. Thank you guys for playing along. We'll talk to you next week on the uh, eve of Clash of Champions for the WWE. This has been this week's One Fall Show. So abusive. I love you. Just want to say <laughs> that. And I mean that from the bottom of my cold, dead heart. That's fine.
<laughs> That's fine. He said. At least I can say Clash of Champions, unlike Kayla, who says Class of Champions every time. Oh boy. Really, you're gonna you're gonna shoot on Kayla? I am. That's how of you're spending all, your days. Of all people. <laughs> that bitch had it coming. <laughs> that's, that's right. Charlie Charlie Caruso's next. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Charlie. You're in my sights. There can only be one Chuck. <laughs> Yo, that's good. You should since you're the host, that should be your thing. <laughs> there can only be one Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I it's love true. that. Just I think be- someone needs to talk uh Someone needs to talk Nate into returning as the one man show. The one man show. (laughs) Before we get to all, like I I do have a number of episode titles, but I I really think there's only, there's really only one logical winner at this one. Uh, It's, it's, you know, the title is Shawnee tried to buy uncle Alan's arm. That's the name of this episode. Like that's it. That's the one. That's the keeper. That's the takeaway from the entire episode. I, I think everyone would concur. Oh, it's the highlight, to be sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Title-wise, I thought 1.7 million because they said it so many times. I thought, like, well, I guess that's going to be the title. But Well, no, no. It, the Because, the, like, what... You know, that doesn't really grab anyone's attention. Shawnee no. tried to buy Uncle Alan's arm does. Yeah. And I don't... Look, I... I make an almost livable wage off of uh, writing headlines. Yeah, so That's I a winner. Yeah, you you know better than I do on that. When we share it, we all have to at the Good Brothers. Like, let's yeah. just let's just be totally trash about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Heck, everything in Scoot merch coming soon. I want that shirt. <laughs> Yo, that's so good. Like, I'm almost, I'm like, shit, we've done so many episodes without Nate. He's going to ruin this chemistry. What are we going to do? <laughs> like, like, Nate, we, um, we're we moving on. We yeah, realize yeah. that we're, it, we're better without you. I know. Now we're talking. <laughs> no, of course, Nate's coming back. We love we, Nate. We, got, we finally got to the spot Shawnee was pushing us to be in. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea of Chuck being Nate's butler, though. <laughs> I do. I'm secretly Nate's butler. This whole it was it was me. It was, it was me, butler. It was me all along. Bye, guys. I got football to watch, so I'm gonna get going too, guys. Enjoy, man. Great job this week, champ. You too, champ. Thanks so much, Chuck. Try to be better. All right. uh, yeah. I'm decent. I'm, we all know I'm decent. We're going to stick with decent and be content with it. Decent's going to have to do. Decent is going to have to do. I think this opener is going to be really funny too, because it's, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to chop it and make it as lean as I can and give yeah. it the, the, the breath it needs. I think I'm going to be able to get like a really good bit with a punchline at the end of it. Yeah. I looked at what I had in front of me, and that's why I brought it up. I'm decent at my job. I'm not good at it, but I'm decent at it. I'm decent. <laughs> decent. I'm decent. I'm decent. I'm not bad. One fall show. I'm decent. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>